I will have to say that I think I might have some type of crystal ball because when we were recording that, what did I say? Tomorrow the groups will drop and then boom. They dropped. Very nice day. They dropped. Welcome to Scissor Tail Nation, your local Tulsa, Oklahoma podcast covering all things FC Tulsa with an overview of the broader USL Championship League and a look at our men's and women's national teams and their players competing for club teams abroad. We are happy to have you with us and hope you enjoy the show. Back already, back so soon. Happy to be here with everybody. My name is Brian. And my name is Bo, and welcome to episode 8 of Scissor Tail Nation. We are back very soon because, Brian, there was a schedule that came out. Did you notice? I did. The groups dropped. And I will have to say that I think I might have some type of crystal ball because when we were recording that, what did I say? Tomorrow the groups will drop, and then boom. They dropped. Very nice day. They dropped. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It just it just felt like they were overdue anyway. I'm super excited about the format they decided to choose too. What do you, what do you think about it? I really like it too. I mean, this tournament deal, I think it's really good just for American soccer as a whole cuz we're used to the playoffs. We know what comes down to that crunch time. So, I think we're going to kind of see a lot of really good soccer matches coming up soon because people or the players are going to think, "Hey, like half the season was taken from us. So, let's play now as best as we can so i think that's going to be number one on my list just how well the matches are going to play out yeah i absolutely agree with you i think that this might even be more interesting of a season than we have seen in quite some time just because of the fact that um man it's almost like a europa cup kind of a feel right everybody's getting seated we're going into it and then we're going to have a knockout stage in in I, I am a huge fan of what they decided to do here and fingers crossed that everything goes as planned and that all the safety protocols and things end up working out to where we can continue on with the league as well. Yeah. And that that's one thing that I noticed and, you know, just before the, the pre-show um, research here is that they're still going to do, make sure that we're all according with social distancing and all that stuff. Um, one thing that there, we talked about this last episode, but the five substitution rule that is still in place, which, I like that. That's going to be huge, I think, for the playoffs. And then um, I think, yeah, like you said, October. So, yeah. I mean, October is um, – I feel like it's going to come sneak up on us, honestly, given how much soccer is going to be condensed into the next couple months. The The cool thing is, is even looking forward, there's um, – yeah, our, our group is difficult enough as it is, right? But just looking at the way that the tournament structure is laid out, if we get out of group D, then we would have group C, which is loaded. I mean, three of those four teams inside there. Um, well, let, let's, let's just talk about group C really quickly now too as well. I mean, in, inside of group C, you have um, El Paso. You have New Mexico United. You've got Real Salt Lake. Oh, not Real Salt Lake, but Real Monarchs SLC, and then a little bit of a of an underdog um, would be the Colorado Switchbacks. But oddly enough, they're the ones who are leading the group right now with that victory they had over Oklahoma City. Yeah, and looking at last year's uh, standings, twenty nineteen, three of those um, group C's are like within the top ten of the Western Conference, and then Colorado was eighteen out of eighteen. So, yeah, definitely still a dark horse, I think. But overall, I mean, yeah, Group C is looking pretty tough if we yeah, get out of Group D here. Right, right. But that is weeks away, 
right? Getting into a yeah. group C battle there. Um, let's, let's focus today on group D knowing that down the line at the end of this tunnel, we are going to have to probably face either, man, I, 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 I think New Mexico is going to win that group C and I think it's El Paso or Real Monarchs is going to come out in number two. So, um, I think that's going to be a pretty difficult road, even in that first knockout round or second, you know, that quarterfinal stage just to get over to the, uh, the semis anyway. Yeah, I think New Mexico comes out as like one or two, and yet I think between the, I think yeah, it's just it's up in the air for that group. So, but yeah, like right. you said, Group D is where our focus is going to be. So in Group D we have Austin Bold FC, OKC Energy, and then there is Rio Grande Valley, and then San Antonio, and then us. So, right, well, Texas and Oklahoma. Um, besides the obvious, I think Red River battle jokes and then the horns down approach whenever we've got Austin in town, if we're going to like bring UT into the picture here. Um, this is, this is a really solid group itself. Um, you know, I, I don't think that their records last year really show that the, the amount of competition that there's going to be inside of this group. Um, you know, last year we look at only one of them squeezed out more wins than, than draws and losses, but they were all fairly competitive in the standings, you know, towards the end of the year. And I think that it's going to be going to be interesting. Yeah. And you look at their ending and that's kind of how they begin to the next season as well. So, I mean, get, we'll look at our performance and we, we ended with, um, you know, win, draw, loss, win, loss of 2019. And we start off with a pretty, um, what felt like a win against Sac- uh, Sacramento Republic starting 2020. So this is definitely going to be a uh, fight to the finish for Group D. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Group of Death is not necessarily the best teams, but it's the teams where it's like that's going to be a pretty, like you don't know what's going to happen, correct? Right. And, and let me, let me back up one second too, is that that's what I meant when I said that they were all doing pretty well in the standings. I didn't mean that they were placing in the top, you know, eight in, in the league, in the Western conference. I meant that, that at the end, their last five games for four of these five teams were very competitive, right? Even, right. I mean, Oklahoma city energy had the worst last five games last year where they had one draw and four losses, but even, even the, you know, previously branded Tulsa Roughnecks were two wins, a draw, and two losses. And San Antonio, two wins, a draw, two losses. RGVFC, four wins and a draw. And then Austin yeah. Bold, two wins, two draws, and a loss. So, I mean, that is competitive, especially RGVFC. Um, that, that I think they're going to be carrying this group and, and they're going to be the team to beat also. Yeah, they they definitely have a, a very good record going into this. They well, and then but they lost. So their first game of 2020, they did lose to um LA is that LA Galaxy? Yeah, two? Los Dos. Is that correct? Yeah, Los Dos. Los Dos. Okay. Yeah, Los Dos. So but I mean, still that's just yeah, coming off a great 2019 and going into 2020, I, I think, so go, kind of going back a little bit, is that that's what this tournament is about. I mean, we want these teams to play their best soccer, and I think given how well these teams finished off in 2019, and some of them started 2020 pretty good, 
we're going to see some great um, soccer within this group. Yeah. Well, what do you say? What, how about we run down some of these teams individually and, and talk a little bit about what, what we think and, and maybe what's out there in, in, in writing as to what others think about the team as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, All so right. I want to start off top of the list here, Austin Bold. Yeah, Austin Bold FC. So um, a couple comments. One is I think that their showing against New Mexico was I, – I, I don't know if superb is the right word, but the, but their ball movement was pretty darn good. And New Mexico's got a pretty good defense to where I was surprised how easy Austin was able to pass the ball around and ultimately get that victory. Yeah, and with Austin Bold, I think what's going to come up for huge for them is having that five substitu- substitutions. Their head coach, Marcelo Serrano, really believes that he has two good options at every single position. So, I mean, if you can make five substitutions in 80 minutes or 90 minutes, you're probably going to win the game. Right. And, and, and also, they, they tasted the playoffs last year, too, right? So they're, they're hungry to get back and, and continue that climb, and, and they want to be playing late into the year as well. I mean, obviously, everybody does, right, Bo? But the, um, I think that the fact that they were there and they were in the mix last year um, as the one t- – I, I think they're the one team in this group that was in the playoffs last year. So that, that's also a little bit of a differentiator between them, and, and they want to come out on top for sure. Um, Coach Ensian had some comments about them, and uh, you know he was looking at them sort of like what you were just saying, that they have multiple different options, and they are dangerous at every single position. Um, you know, so he's obviously respecting everything that, that they have to offer and, and the fact that their roster is coming back from last year fairly intact. Yeah, he also mentioned the player to watch for that the USL article mentioned, Andre Lima, uh, the striker up front. I I think that if you're scoring double digits in any season, you're definitely a player to watch for. So, yeah, awesome bold, and Andrew Lima will definitely be a challenge. Yeah, it'll be really nice to see if they come in second place behind us. That'll that'll be really good. You know, that's that's the battle. That's the spot that all these other teams are battling for anyway, right? We're, we're pulling a Larry Bird here. I'm just here to see who comes in second. <laughs> Absolutely. Oklahoma City Energy FC. I'm pumped about this one. Yeah. Black Gold Derby? Yes. This is this game, these games, excuse me, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think just within Oklahoma, it's only two hours away. I think people will... I don't please abide by social distancing, but um, if there was games and fan, that fans could attend, I think that's where this game would be very intense to watch and be at the game. Yeah. I th- <laughs> Win, lose, or draw, I think someone's getting bloody in those matches every single time. Um, they, they fight hard, uh, both sides of the squad, because they do not want to lose to their state rivals, for sure. Every time I watch those games, I'm... I'm impressed just at the effort in general. Yeah. How do you how do you think we'll match up against OKC Energy from without the like taking away that they're the in-state rivals? How do you think we'll match up against them? I think we will match up really well against them. Um, we'll cover some of this when we get to the FC Tulsa breakdown, you know, and and talking about the individual sort of attributes that that our team has and and what our strengths are, but. 
just with that being said, I, I feel like we match up really well with our strengths, with, with their strengths to sort of counteract what they're going to come at us with. Um, they've got, you know, as, as coach Ensian points out in that article that he was talking about the teams, they do have a capable midfield and they can play through, you know, a lot of different paces in their offense and they can move the, the ball around a lot. And, um, and, they can they can run up the score a few times if if you're not if you're not careful. Yeah, definitely. No, I I, ju- I just think it, that one you can't really remove the rivalry from the battle though, and that's what makes it more of a toss up. If we were just talking straight up analysis, we're not in state rivals. Um, you know, it would not surprise me win loss draw three matches three different results. You know, that's that's how it comes out of there. Um, just because we. I feel like we are pretty evenly matched against them. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. RGVFC. So, yeah, Rio- so these boys, they finished with 41 points in, 20, in the 2019 season. And they, I think, without their first game, I think they're going to be a, also a big challenge um, for any team in this in the group team. Just because they... Um, their defense is definitely the part where they they struggle against Los Dos, right? So that definitely is something that they probably addressed over the COVID um, period where they could just train. I think that's what um, we'll see their strength going to the tournament as, just their defense being improved. Yeah, do, do you think that that is going to be good or bad i mean obviously we can't change that we've had this long of a break here but sometimes you can get in your own head if you're on the sidelines for too long and you're just sitting there thinking about the the what ifs and and how do i make changes and it's been oh man what's it been over three months since the last competitive match right it was early march when when sacramento republic and fc tulsa and all these guys you know matched off against each other so that that's quite a break um, for these guys not to be playing competitively and, and just you know right now they're only practicing and and how how normal is that practice able to be? So I think that the same thing we saw and not to bring up the Bundesliga again, but when they had their restart, it took a game or two for everybody to get their legs again and to to be you know at that competitive level that they were previously. Yeah, I, I mean, with their defense, I think just from training overall and having that mindset of for every team, I think it's just going to take one, one or two games to fully get up to speed. Probably can catch catch teams off guard with that first game. So, with parking the bus on defense, I don't think that's going to be good in the long run. I mean, you're going to have if that's all you're focusing on, then um, your your goal scoring is not going to be there really. So, I think they'll still provide it um, offensive tactics against any team in the group d but yeah they're it's definitely going to impact them with that 5-1 loss yeah dose yeah I, f- I feel you on that one last of the opponents here before we get on to fc tulsa but certainly not least uh san antonio fc they had a really solid showing in the game that they had versus you know salt lake city um, we, we talked about how dangerous Salt Lake City is briefly. I mean, I, I made a joke that New Mexico is probably going to come out of that top of that group, but it's going to be a fight between El Paso and Salt Lake City. It would not surprise me if Salt Lake City wins Group C. And so the fact that San Antonio FC came through and beat them 1-0, that shows that they're legit. I mean, they can go out there and compete with, with 
I mean, arguably one of the best teams in the USL championship. Yeah, that definitely brings a lot. And I think that'll bring will definitely bring that confidence to the tournament. I recognize the name here, Luis Solignac. He actually played for the Colorado Rapids for a little bit, and he was definitely a good weapon for the Rapids when he was on the team. But um, I think just looks like he's paired up with a young striker, Jose Gallegos. 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 You, yeah, you, you have like one. no other type of accent in your blood at all like you struggle so much with all of these names well, i love it i love it and then I, I give it a shot and i'm not perfect about it but I'm, i just 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 go for it man just say it his his name is jose gallegos gallegos yeah, yeah gallegos yeah. yeah sure okay <laughs> um so it's been it's been rough not taking spanish for a couple years but okay yeah no, I, I just I think it's funny. And then, you know, obviously my, my really bad attempt at some accents is, is not great either. Anyway, yeah. um, so San Antonio, um, I, th- I think they're one of – man, I, I would say they're, they're probably going to grab one of these two spots at the top out of this group. Um, if I'm being honest, I think that they are going to be moving moving forward. I think – yeah, I think that's good. Um, I wouldn't, I, I well, wouldn't be I, I, I hope it's good if, if we're the other team, right? I mean, I, I don't want them to take our spot, but I'm just saying, like, in general, they've got a solid squad over there. And even, you know, even the 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 report from Coach Ensign himself, I mean, he says, hey, they are a well-balanced team, right? They they're, they're have a very valid and deep international experience inside of their squad so that they're not coming in there as young guys just kicking a ball around they've played competitive matches you know a lot outside of the usl championship and they're going to come with some deep experience and i think that that's important especially when you get in these tournament style matches yeah and now to the most important team of group death fc tulsa So the only word that I, well, probably the most important word for any a team is cohesiveness. That is the only word um, that I see out of all these teams. It, it was just for FC Tulsa. So I think that right there, having that with the new look, new players, new mindset, um, as the article says there, I think that's where FC Tulsa comes out on top. So I, I like your use of a really good word, cohesiveness. That's four syllables. I'm going to take about half as much of effort as you, and I'm going to do two syllables. And the one word I'm going to go with is defense. Okay. That is what we need to bring to this group. If we can play defense like we played against Sacramento Republic FC, if Sean Lewis can bring the game we will come out of this group. You need to be in the locker room before the game happens and give a speech. Team, I'll do it. I will do it. Yeah. Just give me a call, hit me up on Twitter, I'll be there. I'll give a I'll give a one hell of a speech. All right. But hey, I mean, I agree with you there as well. Uh, defense definitely is our strong suit and um, you know, Sean Lewis is if he just Hopefully he has kept up his agility as he did in the Sacramento game because that will be proof 
I mean, that's going to be a huge game changer for us. Oh, dude, his 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 reaction time in that game was amazing. Um, I, 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 yeah, if if he plays even half as good as he did in that round, we're we're going to come out with more draws and wins than we are losses in this. And and you know what do they say? If if you if you average two points a game, you're probably going to come out right the the right way. Um, well, that that kind of goes for a whole season. I don't know about group stage, but anyway. Uh, nonetheless. I think that he is the differentiator. That back line is the differentiator. I've harped on it other episodes as well. Kind of when we were doing the run through the wall and between the pipes are the most important spot that we have built out on this team, um, which I feel like the article didn't really focus on. They, they focused on Rodrigo da Costa and I, I couldn't find who wrote the article. And I said this to you earlier. I wonder if they wrote him as the player to watch because I mean, it says, yeah, he had a, a tryout with the Vancouver Whitecaps, but I, I wonder if it's because he scored the goal because I think that he is a, a, a part, a key part of the team, but I don't think he's going to be what's driving our success moving forward in this group. Yeah. I mean, defense, the big guy. I mean, we mentioned Sean, Sean Lewis. There's also you know Brad Bourgeois and then Dario. I mean, we brought him in, and he seems to be you know one of the stars coming up. and. FC Tulsa so um, he's gonna throw in some of those Golosos right yeah going back to the third episode Golosos yeah good stuff Mr. Dario yeah um but uh, yeah I mean I think yeah I'm not sure what occurred there with uh Rodrigo da Costa go you're a great player and rap you scored the goal um Oh, I, I love having Rodrigo on the team. I'm not knocking him in any way. I think that this is a compliment more to our defense and that that third on the pitch than it is of an insult to Rodrigo. I, I am sold on our defense, man. I think that that is going to be what is our specialty here. Um, so bring the clean sheets, man, and, and score one or two goals a game. I think we're going to come out really well here. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we should be good in this group. I mean, we have some solid matchups coming up, and uh, I think just stick to Brian's game plan, and uh, we'll be good. Yeah, no, stick to your coach's game plan because he is way better than I am. I'm just giving you my colorful commentary on how I have a very, very positive attitude about the defense. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, Bo, I, um, I thank you for hopping on here sort of mid-schedule of the show since the schedule dropped for us. Um, to, to do another episode with me here and um, I, uh, I'm i super stoked to, to listen to this or not not listen but to watch this yeah watching it I mean just having USL soccer back it's going to be nice to have and I've seen it in playoff playoff format knowing it's going to be right away for something big like, that's going to make it more special so I'm mm-hmm. pumped hey one small note that I wanted to mention because we talked about it just the other day I was super mad they did not televise the Werder Bremen game this morning. They did win 6-1, to one, though. And now there's that relegation match on, I think it's July 2nd and July 4th. They play the home and away. But anyway, I called it. They had to turn it up. Josh Sargent got a goal in like the 68th minute. That's a small R Boys Abroad segment that I had to bring in there. But um, it was a great day for soccer today. That was a good tie-in. I liked it. All right. 
Well, everybody, I again, we, we always appreciate you listening in. Hope we brought some good value to you today, breaking down Group D, a little bit of a preview of what we have to face in the in the knockout round with Group C. And um, again, we're super excited and uh, we'll look forward to covering some of this as we move through. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, yeah, look forward to when July 11th comes around and watching the games and interacting with you guys. So have a good night. This concludes our episode. We hope you enjoyed joining us for all things FC Tulsa with an overview of the broader USL Championship League and a look at our men's and women's national teams and their players competing for club teams abroad. Thank you again for listening. Interact with us on Twitter at scissortailnation underscore FC or send us an email at scissortailnation at gmail.com.